Welcome back to Cars, News, and Brews, Episode 4. How are you doing today, Brandon? I'm great. How are you, Grant? Good, good. Good to have you back in here. I hope you enjoyed your holidays. I had a great holiday. ready to get back to normal. Absolutely. Well, we got a good show lined up here today. Uh, kind of give you guys an outline here. We'll be discussing Mercedes and BMW jumping on board with a different ownership option. Two brands join Kia and Hyundai as automakers that have confirmed spots for the Super Bowl ads on NBC February 4th. Uh, digital license plates could be in the very near future, which is a pretty cool topic right now. A Core F&I product could be could put some auto finance deals under military lending acts, so MLA requirements. And last but not least, Ford Ranger making a comeback in the U.S. market. So, uh, kind of start things off here, Brandon. What do you uh, What are your thoughts on Mercedes and BMW? Um, I think it's exciting, right? So it's obviously a, you know a wave of the future and. You know, it's probably something that's going to be around uh, to stay. But I think the article that I read on it, it's definitely starting to ask the questions that we talked about, you know, in regards to early termination, um, you know, and they're starting to ask a lot more questions on what the subscription is going to entail, mm-hmm. you know, how often you can get out of your cars. I mean, that's the biggest thing is, you know, if you sign up, like we've talked about before, if you sign up on a two-year thing or two-year lease or a subscription, a year, year into it, you want to get out and, you know, you've put a whole lot of miles on it more than what they're expecting you know what do you do do they take it back are they do they just take it you know well i think it's i think it's going to be just like a normal lease right and just charge you're going to have 25 cents a mile and well there's going to be negative equity and it's just i think Mm -hmm. in in these subscription services they just need to talk about who's going to be responsible is it for you know is the customer going to be responsible or is the manufacturer going to be responsible obviously it's probably the customer right sure yeah so the Subscription. There's just a lot of details that are still missing. Terms. You know. There's just too much unknown. Well, and that's that's funny you say that, Brandon, because obviously we talked about Volvo and the XC40. You know, coming out strong this spring with the subscription service. Uh, Cadillac, Porsche, and Lincoln are also doing the same. Like we just said, BMW, Mercedes now. But um, I literally went on Volvo's website and chatted, did a live chat with their customer support, and I asked some like the question that we just were talking about. I'm like, hey looks like all the information's out here. Um, you know, I'm curious. I'd be interested in, in doing a subscription, but I'd want to be the, the guy that gets a new one every year. Um, and I, I asked the question. I was like, it looks like you guys a lot, 15,000 miles a year, 25 cents per mileage or per mile overage charge, just like a lease would be. And I was like, so what does that look like a year into it, though? Is, does that change anything? And she literally was like, we haven't been given that information yet. We don't know. Um, so taking that you know, like you said, I'm I'm guessing that's just what it'd be on us. You know, so on the it sounds like the subscription is as great as it sounds. It sounds like it's just going to be like a normal lease, except for you're going to get your maintenance and your insurance included. Exactly, and so, then and then they deliver it to your house and pick it up. So it's it's literally trying to just be more convenient for people. Is all. Yeah, I think I think it's just going to be like a normal lease. You're just going to get some added benefits to it yeah and then to kind of wrap that up too i I think bmw mercedes are kind of going a little different route uh more the luxury brands are um you know probably be a higher fee maybe a thousand eleven hundred twelve hundred dollars a month but not necessarily a two-year subscription it sounds like potentially you could get in and out of a car every week or every month or something depending on the season um you know summer months you want a convertible you can do that winter months you want an suv um but when i was looking into it it looks like you have to apply and you know no one else had you know it has to be a timing and 
Um, so it almost sounds like they're going to have like a rent, almost like a rental fleet. Exactly. And I know companies have been doing that for a while now, but um, you know that's fifteen hundred bucks, two thousand dollars a month, and you can drive one of four cars throughout the year, kind of thing. Um, I don't know. That's interesting. Obviously, that's not going to be for the everyday driver at that price point. But that, that, think about that though. If like it was, you know, if you could theoretically change your vehicle every week or whatever the terms are i would love that personally yeah but but i know it wouldn't work out it it, (laughs) as far as like supply and demand would be crazy especially for where we live in minnesota yeah i mean because you know eight months out of the year everyone's gonna probably want an suv or something Mm -hmm. like that and then you know there's gonna be the three months a year that everybody's gonna want a convertible nobody's gonna want an suv yep yeah that's nuts it's crazy, yeah, and uh, you know that's probably why no one's been doing it because it just it doesn't <laughs> logistically. It's it'd probably be a nightmare because like imagine if you had that at a, you know you had to have forty, fifty, sixty cars that you had to stock on your lot for the subscription service. Oh man, yeah, that's nuts, nuts. Well, hey, uh, I guess since um, we are here in Minneapolis, I'm assuming you watch the Vikings game, Brandon. Yep, Minnesota Miracle. And if you yeah, and if you haven't, uh, Minneapolis Miracle actually. Minneapolis. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that was so cool. And not to to turn the podcast into that, but that was one of the coolest you know sports moments in my life of watching and freaking out. I still I still feel like it's a dream. I'm still waiting for a flag to pop out and say holding or something. Uh, you, you know, I hope that you know. I think I read an article about it, like. It's okay for us as fans to be still excited about it, but they're talking about how the team had to move on and start focusing on Philadelphia, and I think that's true. Like, mm-hmm. cause we're still all in shock and can't believe it happened. Yeah, no, exactly. And you know, to look back and no one's really said it, but it should have never came down to it. You know, we were up seventeen zero. Correct. But if you look at the Super Bowl last year, something similar happened to that. So at least we we're able to pull it out. Correct. I just like the the Sean Payton. He was. He was mocking all the Vikings fans with the skull chance. Yeah. Uh, you know, seconds after they hit the field goal. So, you know, that's good. And when they lost to the Falcons earlier this year, he did the Sean did the choking sign, uh, right to Devontae Freeman and they lost that game in a late interception. So He's Karma, right. karma's right back at him. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm excited. You know, it, I wish that they were playing at home this weekend, but you know what? They can come back and play at home for the Super Bowl. There we go. There we go. Skull Vikings. So up next, uh, two brands join Kia and Hyundai as automakers that have confirmed advertising spots uh, for February 4th Super Bowl on NBC. So what two are those, Brandon? Uh, Toyota and uh, their luxury brand uh, Lexus. It sounds like they're going to be, you know, Toyota's doing a couple pretty big ads because it's on NBC and they've had a good partnership with Mm -hmm. NBC. Yep. Um, So they're going to have two 60-second spots. Um, one during halftime, and I think one the other one's during the first quarter. But I think I'm more excited about uh, the Lexus one because they're going to be paired with the Black Panther, uh, the new Marvel movie coming out. Yeah, that's always interesting when when they pair with a movie, and it's like I don't know. It's always interesting. Like, what's the point of it? It's more of a marketing thing, obviously, than anything. But um, you know, they if you look at a picture here on the the Lexus, they have just the the license plate spot is just Black Panther. Like, what makes that a black Black Panther car? You know, <laughs> I haven't seen the spots, but maybe they use them in the movie. Ah, uh, you're probably right. Yeah, that, that's got to be. That's got to be. Um, I also didn't see. If, so you said two sixty second uh, spots, so two minutes. 
do you do you have any idea ballpark for pricing that I wasn't able to to see that, but I cannot imagine because aren't advertising. Uh, spots in the Super Bowl usually like 15 20 seconds maybe 30 seconds so yeah. two minutes like that's a lot yeah it, but I think that because of NBC always uh, they're always on Sunday night on NBC or Toyota's always on yep. NBC for uh, Sunday night yep you know obviously they probably get a little bit of a deal there yeah that's a good point good point well hey this uh, I was coming across this in the news um, digital license plates so this is something that I think could be really, really cool. Um, I don't know how it's going to work, how how long it's going to take for it to come, um, you know, to, through all the manufacturers. But essentially, if I'm understanding right, it just replaces your license plate. So uh, for 125 years, has been the metal stamped. You know, boom, there's your license plate, and you gotta go in, wait in the DMV, wait forever, and then they mail you the license plate. Or when you're buying a new car, some dealerships put them on for you right away, or, or others, again, you wait three, four, five weeks, and it comes in the mail, you put it on. Well, here with digital license plate, uh, everything's electronically. So if you need a new tab, so you just up on the system, boom, 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 update it, goes right to your car automatically. Um, I can't imagine all the other time-saving situations for the government or for cops being pulled over. I think it's super cool. Like, what an interesting... I mean, everything else is digital. digital. Why don't they do license plates that way? Yep. Not to mention all the other, you know, added benefits that that digital license plate could have. And really, it's going to go state by state. And I'm sure once, you know, the big states go, everybody else will follow. But I just thought about the ease of... You know, if you had the digital license plate, you could have it be for, you know, automated parking tolls, you know, parking permits, uh, you know, and also it'll track your data, your driving history, your mileage analytics. I think it's super cool. Interesting idea. Uh, You know, I think it's still, before it's mass produced, I think it's still a ways, there's a ways to go. Yeah. Well, and you know, you and I were talking about this right before we started recording, but is that something that could be stolen from cars? Because when I went to their website, um, it looks like it's just it pops screwed on. on. I mean, just like a normal license plate. But if if they're tracking analytics and your mileage and stuff, they're going to know exactly where that license plate is. Yeah, yeah, that's you true. You know what I mean? That's that's a really good point, yeah. Um, and that's Reviver, is it Reviver is the company? Yeah, they, um, they just got a huge grant or a huge... Uh, uh, they got funding for like 11.1 million yeah 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 so that's so it looks like they got some backing now so next it'll just be um implementing and seeing what what can happen and trying to get a state on board to do it yeah that'll be that'll be interesting what state would be the first one but that's exciting and i can see that too because you know at night uh it could be it'll be backlit you know so you can see it clear as day for being other cars um i guess mostly for cops that's a benefit you know, seeing what tabs are expired. And, you know, maybe even that way, I wonder if the, the license plate would light up red or something if it was uh, not up to date with tabs or things like that. I mean, they could probably do whatever they wanted. So much for that little weak, uh, <laughs> the, the weak uh, leeway. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good point. Or maybe it'll be yellow during that week or something. Uh, you know, who knows? But obviously... They license plates should catch up with technology, right? I mean... Well, not to mention the fact that it'll probably... So besides the plates, it'll probably be tied to the driver, so there'll be less, you know, people driving around without licenses or suspended licenses. Yeah, good point. I'm sure it'll be tied to insurance, so you won't be able to drive around without insurance anymore if people do that. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes, so... 
Uh, moving on, next we got the core F&I product could put some auto finance deals under military lending acts, so MLA requirements. So uh, talk to us a little bit about that, Brandon. Uh, it's still early. They kind of up there. They are thinking about include, or it has to do with GAP or guaranteed asset protection. Yep. Um, really what they're saying is that dealerships or providers should seek legal con- or consultation because mm-hmm. the guidelines are what they came out with. It's kind of confusing mm-hmm. and people don't really know. I mean, it came out towards the end of December and everyone's still trying to f- figure out what exactly it means and how it's going to affect the day-to-day, you know, when you offer gap protection to, uh, you know, service member or their family. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be, you know, as this develops, we can keep everyone updated as well. But it just came, just came out in top news, uh, just just last week, I believe, or just two weeks ago. I suppose it's already uh, second week of January. This is, uh, yeah, 2018's I, flying by. Yeah, and I guess everything that I've read on it, it's all still fresh, and you know, people are still trying to figure out exactly how it pertains and what what the next step is. Yeah, absolutely. So last on the list today, uh, we have. The 2019 Ford Rangers. So uh, was it in 2011 when they stopped selling the Rangers here in the United States? Yeah, 2011. I think, you know, being in Minnesota, I think, I mean, I, our family had a Ford Ranger growing up, so yep. it's kind of weird that they weren't around anymore. Yeah, one of my, my college roommates, he, he had, I think, th- three or four different Rangers growing up. It was his first, you know, truck. Uh, the first, actually, all of them were two-wheel drive. Uh, you always had the sandbags in there, and I mean it's hilarious because I had you know I've always had cars besides my first Jeep, and my engine's always been bigger than all those Rangers. It's you know it's a it literally sits higher off the ground than his Ford Ranger did. I don't know, I think it's it's kind of funny. It's basically a car with a you know with a open tailgate. <laughs> well, exactly, and I think uh, what I think Ford finally realized was that. Not everyone wants uh, SUV or a transit van mm-hmm. or, you know, no matter how cheap they make an F-150, they still have a lot of demand for those smaller trucks like, yep. you know, GM and Chevy realized when they came out with the Canyon and yep. uh, the well, Colorado. Well, just for, for parking in, you know, metro areas, uh, actually, like I said, my buddy that's a Ranger, um, he did get an F-150, but my other buddy has the Canyon. He ordered 2016 when they came out, had it. He had to wait like six months for it, you know, to get the all-terrain package right when they're coming out. But, I mean, driving that thing around, it's literally like a car. I mean, the backup camera, too. You can parallel park in the smallest little spot downtown Minneapolis, and there's no problem. Now, my buddy that had the Ranger and has an F-150, now that's a different story. He, You know, there's some parking ramps he can't even go into downtown. So, I think, you you, you know, you're right on the spot there. It's They, they were lacking... The F one fifty is a great truck, but they were I think they were missing or missing and probably lost some market share based on not having that available. And it's exciting. It's gonna have, you know, more tech than the GM. It's gonna have uh, better multimedia than Toyota and Nissan and yep. it's gonna be in a you know, cool little truck for those people that are you know, want a truck but don't want a big one. Yeah, and it looks like they're gonna have one option with this for powertrain. It'll be a two point three liter EcoBoost engine and a 10-speed transmission. That's the same transmission that they have in the Mustang and the F-150. Well, that is, that, that'll be interesting in that light of a, of a truck to see how that 10-speed that goes. I'm, but, sure, I'm sure it'll be like the GMs where the, um, you know, the diesel will come out one version or another in the next year or two after yeah. the first platform takes off. Yeah, I know those, uh, for, for the GMCs anyway, the Canyons, 
the diesels were a big hit, but they're super rare too. I know that uh, people are having a hard time trying to find them even now. Yeah. Uh, and if, if a dealership gets one traded in or landed on their lot, I know it's a it's a good point for a dealership just to have because um, everyone wants those. So, do you do you know anyone or do you, have you heard much feedback on the diesels for the Canyons or whatnot for that size truck? I know that it's high demand. Yeah. I mean. I guess me personally, I've never owned a diesel. Yeah. Um, I know, I don't know. I was just, I know that they, if they have them, they're gone. Yeah, yeah. It would be interesting to, to see how that, that turns out. But it looks like, you know, to your point, the technology is going to be probably the far and on the nicest versus any other midsize trucks, and uh, the insides look pretty nice. So, um, you know, if you're a Ford guy anyway. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think that's, uh, that's all we got here today, Brand. Do you have anything to to add nope just uh skull vikings skull vikings uh bring it home should be should be fun time in in philly so uh paul allen's uh line was pretty awesome when he was you know during it was happening he goes it's gonna be 48 and drizzling in philly and we're gonna bring the purple rain so that's awesome i like to think that and yeah i'll be excited for sunday and then hopefully the super bowl so skull vikes